StarCast returns to the Chicago area this Labor Day weekend. Tickets for StarCast 6 are now on sale at StarCast.com and include AEW all-out ticket bundle options. Join us at the Hyatt Regency Schaumburg starting Friday night, September 1st, for unique fan experiences with wrestling legends from yesterday and superstars from today. Follow StarCast events on Twitter for the latest updates about all things StarCast. StarCast 6 is brought to you in part by ProWrestlingCrate.com, monthly mystery crates for diehard wrestling fans. Plans start at $9.95 and are the perfect gift for any wrestling fan. Visit ProWrestlingCrate.com today. in sports entertainment. This is Kurt Angle, and welcome to the Kurt Angle Show. On the show today, we'll be discussing my biggest SummerSlam main event against the beast, Brock Lesnar. But first, let me introduce to you my co-host, Paul Bromwell. How you doing today, Paul? Kurt, I'm doing great. I thought you were going to say, let me introduce you to the other beast in my life, Paul Bromwell. Um, I wish I was not (laughs) as big of a beast as Brock Lesnar, a beast for other reasons. And when I get around the buffet line, uh, that's when I become a beast. (laughs) But dude, before we uh, get into the show today, I'm excited. We are going to talk about all things SummerSlam. It's SummerSlam season. And uh, so we're going to talk about 2003, but uh, non-wrestling related, you and I have been talking lately and we're both big sports fans. And you said, and you said, Paul, we need to figure out a way to give the fans an opportunity to know myself a little differently. We've heard about your vacations, including your near-death experience in the ocean that your daughter (laughs) saved you from. We heard about Tampa when you could barely come up for air in the bedroom. That that was last week's show. They know that you like your cheat days at Buca de Peppa. We've heard all about that. We've seen the pictures. But, buddy, I don't know if you noticed, the NFL is in full swing. Training camps are going on. And by the time this show drops, the Hall of Fame game will have happened already. They're already there, yeah. And uh, one of the big outcries or something that's come up here recently has been to pay for running backs. So I wanted to get your opinion because, uh, you know, they're saying, hey, well, quarterbacks are demanding a bigger salary now. And one of the positions that it looks like is kind of taking the hit and they've banded together and said, hey, what about us? And, uh, you know, specifically Jim Ursay, the Colts owner. Uh, he's been going back with his star, you know, running back star Jonathan Taylor on social. And I want to know what Kurt Angle thinks. What's your take on on what's happening with these uh, running backs now saying, hey, we're we're being underpaid right now? Well, I can tell you this. Uh, the quarterbacks deserve the most money. They have the biggest responsibility. They're the leader of the game of on the field of the team. But running backs, that is one of the most injury-prone positions you could play. That or wide receiver. And running backs is probably even more injury prone because they carry the ball a lot more than wide receivers do. Don't get me wrong, wide receivers are in 
complete danger when they run down the field and catch a pass and get totaled by a you know a, a, a safety or a linebacker a or whoever. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I think the running backs deserve more money. I think they put themselves in danger a lot more than anybody else. Yeah. And I think it demands that. Listen, they do take a lot of wear and tear to your point and to your point, the longevity typically for a running back, it, it isn't the longest in the league, right? Oh, you, probably four or five years, right? Uh, four or five pro bowl uh, level years, right? I mean, you know, you have your monsters like Derrick Henry and some of these guys, but even, even this off season, the Titans were talking about potentially looking for trade partners for him and because <sighs> you want to see if you can get something before the wheels completely fall off. But now, nah, hey, I just wanted to get your opinion on it. It's a hot topic. I'm excited, man. I love NFL outside of wrestling and everything we talk about on this yep. show. That's Pro my football. favorite sport, too. Yeah. Dude, I mean, come on. So, And you and I are both Steelers fans. I know not everybody listening is. You guys all have your own teams. We love it, respect it. And the great part about this time of the year is everybody feels like they have a shot. Their teams have a chance. And, and you know uh, what? For the most part, I wouldn't say all teams, but a lot of teams do have a chance. Yeah, and it's always been that way. It always will be. Well, listen, we'll uh, we'll transition out of that. Kurt and I are going to talk about some fun sports things. If you guys have anything you want to hear Kurt's opinion on, Kurt's angle, if you will, on sports, let us know. Uh, he's brought it up, wants to talk about it a little bit more, and uh, some folks have mentioned it to him. They want to hear Kurt's opinion, so we're going to do that. We're not going to make it long, uh, but we're going to inject a little bit of that in, and uh, I'm sure we'll find some fun stuff to talk about. But another uh, topic that I wanted to bring up uh, before we dive in, your name came up again this week, I saw, and it was by your good buddy, Booker T. And uh, it was they were talking about Gable Steveson. Okay, so he's now oh, wrestling gosh. in the NXT brand. And Booker said he's still on the fence about him. And he said, because, quote, he ain't no Kurt Angle. <laughs> and uh, listen, I want to ask you, though, do you think it's fair comparing a fair comparison for this kid to compare him to you because man, you did set the bar pretty high. Well, I, I, I feel badly for him because he's being compared to me at this point in time and he hasn't even barely started. He just started out right now. So I don't know how his future is going to be. I know he's really talented, really athletic. Uh, I'm not sure how he is as far as entertainment wise, but um, as far as in the ring, I heard he's really good. Uh, but no, I, I I don't think it's a fair assessment to compare him to me right now. I think down the line you can do that. But I heard, <laughs> this is crazy, but um, people have been coming to me and telling me, hey, they um, they he wrestled Baron Corbin in NXT and the fans were booing the heck out of him. And then he pulled his straps down and the fans were even <laughs> more pissed. And you know what? I I think that is something that the WWE is actually doing. They, they got to get away from that. Dude. They want to make him a heel. Yeah. And uh, so they, they're going to have him copy and mimic me. That's what, This is what I believe. I think they're going to have him copy and mimic me so he can piss the fans off so that he starts out as a heel because it's easier to be a heel starting out than it is a baby mm -hmm. face. So I think that I think they're the ones that actually told him to do this stuff. I, I really believe that. And I think the WWE is brilliant for doing it. Well, he did throw on the old ankle lock, you know, and they, and the commentary. Yes. Yeah. And here's the thing. When you do that, that is going to bring on the comparisons based on his wrestling background. Right. So, uh, that's cool. It can be a heel, but the comparisons are going to come as a result of it. And, uh, you know, hopefully he continues to progress and get better, but 
there was only, it goes to prove there was only one Kurt angle and you <laughs> took to it like a fish out of water. Ask Dr. Tom Pritchard. I've heard him say it many a times. Uh, you know, it's just not that easy to do what you did, Kurt. And I think it goes to prove that you're one of a kind. And, uh, well, you know what? I, I, I didn't have much preparation. That, that, that's what really blows my mind is when I go back and I think they trained me to wrestle, but that was it. Like, I, I seriously didn't think I'd be on the main roster. I thought I was going to be doing that weekend show, Superstars, and just wrestling. And uh, that's what I thought they had plans for because they didn't prepare me, like, to do promos and pre-tapes. Uh, I didn't learn that stuff. I just went straight to TV, and it was like, sink or swim, you know? And uh, I thank God I swam. So I'm very grateful that, for the opportunity, but I didn't have much uh, preparation. Hey, if you don't believe him, go back and listen to our episode when we covered him in the Indies and saw some of his Memphis promos. Uh, <laughs> horrible. Yeah, oh, my God. Those are the yeah. only promos I did. It was like two or three of them, and that was it. When you wanted to be stone cold with your leather vest on. <laughs> but, uh, but man, no, I just wanted to reiterate it, too. It's always going to be hard, man, because you cast a, a, a deep shadow, a long shadow when it comes to an amateur wrestler that just – quickly jumped right in and became such a, a phenomenal superstar in su such a short time. I mean, you've said it too, Ronda Rousey. She was another one that picked Got it up quickly. Too, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, listen, we're, we're talking about a lot of things here and, and right before we get to SummerSlam, we're going to talk about someone that is involved in SummerSlam this year. And it's Cody Rhodes because Kurt, I did watch his much anticipated documentary and, uh, I launched that on Peacock this past Monday. It came out the 31st and my God, Kurt, it delivered the American nightmare becoming Cody Rhodes and your indie matches with him were featured as were you, you made some comments during the documentary. What a story on Cody. You know what? He has a great story. I mean, it, it's it's good and bad, you know, ups and downs. But uh, I didn't see the documentary, but I know about his life and his father and his brother and yeah. everything, what they went through and all that stuff. So I, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing it because I know it's an excellent documentary. And I will tell you this, WWE, they, they put together some incredible documentaries. They do a really good job at that. And, it's uh, a, it's two hours, man. And like I said, you're in it, you make a, a couple comments and then even towards the end, you, you throw in another comment and it was, uh, but it, it's all about Cody and his involvement. It was really cool how they in, involved and talked about that, his AEW experience and how he came around. There was no shying away from it. Kind of like, you know, how you said they cut out all my TNA stuff out. <laughs> there was not a lot of cutting out the, you know, they talked about all in and what he accomplished there. I'm surprised at that, but I mean that's a good thing. I think the WWE needed to do that just to let everyone know we're not we're not uh, you know blind scared. Well, we're not blind only blind, but we're not scared yeah. about this company taking over our company. Like yeah, yeah. they well, know they're in a good spot. They know that. Oh, Triple H made that clear by uh, one of his comments that got a lot of a lot of clicks on social media. But uh, <laughs> hey, let's call it what is the alternative company. I think that's the safe word. And uh, so. Moving on from that, speaking of SummerSlam, it's in Detroit 2023. This will uh, have already happened on Saturday night by the time, like I said, this hits. But, uh, man, Roman Reigns taking on Jey Uso. Uh, you have Universal title uh, on the line there. You got Seth Rollins defending his world title against Finn Balor. Uh, Asuka versus Charlotte versus Bianca Belair. Ricochet versus Logan Paul. That card. I mean, and buddy, we got a guy that we're talking about right now today that's on this card again, and that's Brock Lesnar. 
against Cody. Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm sure you'll be checking that one out, won't oh, you? Oh, this card is incredible. It doesn't get much better than this. This is a. This is almost like a WrestleMania card. It really is, and and rightfully so. SummerSlam's the second biggest pay per view. It is. It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, guys, since we are on that summer, uh, SummerSlam train, this week and the next two weeks, we're going to be talking about some of Kurt's most uh, famous and uh, you know prolific, I guess you would say, SummerSlam matches. And we're going to go back 20 years ago. And uh, my goodness, Kurt, isn't it something to see how far the WWE has come as not only just in the U.S., but as a global brand in 20 years? Yeah, the TV deals just keep coming. Uh, their sell to Endeavor, you know, huge deal. I mean, this company has become not just a money-making machine, but a, a worldwide entity. And, and Kurt, it all started when they brought an Olympic gold medalist on the roster <laughs> all those years ago, right? I think they were doing okay before <laughs> I'm came in. Stone Cold and The Rock were there. Were, you know what? I came in at the best time. I'm not going to lie to you. And and but but I will tell you this: I came in at the most competitive time too. Yes. They could have easily, you know, shoved me to the side and just said, you know what, we, we're good where we are. But they, they took a chance with me, and I'm very grateful for that. Hey, your comments last week got a lot of traction online, too, uh, when you said about, hey, if I would have stayed with WWE for 20 years, I could have been the GOAT. <laughs> Did you notice that? A lot yeah. of people were commenting on that. Some were good and some were bad. <laughs> Everybody's got an opinion, pal. That's what you yeah. learn when you're in a public format like that. And that's okay. Everybody's going to feel differently. But, hey, all that matters on this show is how you fucking feel, Kurt Angle. So <laughs> that's why there you go so listen let's dive into it we talked about the vengeance 2003 pay-per-view from uh you know from the month last year uh, where you defeat a big show wwe champion brock lesnar to win the title uh and brock is now coming after you to win the title back just like he did at wrestlemania 19 earlier in the year were you ready at this point kurt physically mentally to be world champ again yeah, I'm always ready to be world champion. If I come back, uh, you know, my, my goal is always go for the world title. And, uh, you know, I had it in my mind when I came back. I didn't realize I was going to come back this quickly. You okay. know, the doctor told me, hey, you might be ready in six weeks. You might be ready in six months. And uh, it was the first, you know, six weeks. So it happened pretty quickly. I'm not so sure I let my he neck com completely heal because a few months after SummerSlam, I ended up, doing breaking it again so uh you know it was it was a tough time for me uh i had probably i had three broken necks in a in a span of two years in wwe so uh it was really difficult for me did you ever think that after your neck surgery the injury earlier that year that hey oh yeah you're gonna be in the main event of SummerSlam the same year <laughs> no i wasn't thinking that i just wanted to get back i i was just worried about my neck and it healing and making sure that I was a hundred percent healthy when I came back. So I didn't even plan on being at SummerSlam, but the doctor cleared me beforehand and actually he cleared me long before SummerSlam. And that's why I wrestled big show and Brock at vengeance because yeah. I was healthy at that point. And Vince didn't want to wait. He wanted to get me on the first pay-per-view he could. And that's why I wrestled, uh, Big Show and Brock Lesnar. I do believe that uh, Brock and I were supposed to wrestle at SummerSlam regardless, but I think because I came back early, Vince put me in a triple threat before he had me wrestle Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. So armchair quarterback, we've talked about it a lot here, Kurt. Sometimes when you look back, you say, man, if I would have just let myself have a little bit more recovery time. Yeah, yeah, injury. I probably should have waited till uh, SummerSlam. You You're probably should right. have, right? 
Okay. Yeah. So uh, I just want to, you know, it's important to talk about because we, we sit here, you think about what then transpired in your career, whether it was more injuries, like you just said, I had, I broke my neck again. I broke my neck again. And it's just like, man, if I would have just hit that timeout or that pause and rest a little bit, um, maybe that necessarily wouldn't have been the case and, and allowed my body to heal properly. But you were a machine, not only a wrestling machine, but you were a workaholic and you knew that's how you were going to get paid and you wanted to be the company guy, Kurt. And, uh, yes, I did. so you're doing it here again. Do you think it would have been better for you to be challenging Brock for the title? and winning it at SummerSlam versus Vengeance? Yes, yes. And like I said before, I think the reason, that's, that was the plan. The reason I got changed is because I was cleared earlier. So Vince didn't want Angle versus Lesnar at Vengeance. He wanted it at SummerSlam, but he didn't want to take me out of the world title hunt because I just gave up the world title at WrestleMania. So when I came back, I should be in the world title hunt. So he decided to have a triple threat with Big Show, Brock, and myself. And uh, he was going to save Brock and I at SummerSlam. So because I came back early is why uh, I wrestled at Vengeance. Well, let's get into the story here because it's SmackDown. It's July 31st, 2003. It's from Colorado Springs. And that was where it was used to start that heavy build uh, to be Lesnar versus Vince in a cage match as you, the referee. Kurt, did you think you two needed this big storyline with Vince and all the everything that went along with it? Or do you think, hey, listen, we just made, we were just made of it at WrestleMania. That, that's sufficient enough, right? Yeah, I agree. I think we didn't need this big storyline. I think Brock and I, I think fans wanted to see this match over again. They probably wanted to see me beat Brock Lesnar and, uh, you know, and then go from there and maybe have a rubber match after, which we actually ended up doing. But uh, I, I, I agree with you, Paul. Well, listen, as the story goes, the show opens up. You come out as the happy, smiling, baby face champion. You know how uncomfortable that was? Right. You, you hated that. Brock then challenges you for the rematch. You accept. But Vince McMahon comes out and says that you begged him not to give Lesnar a rematch and refuses Brock the match. So, yeah, you, you begged him, please don't give Brock the match. <laughs> Uh, but he instead books you and Brock versus Big Show and A-Train, two big boys, which you guys win. But Brock hits the F5 on you, Kurt, after you stole the pin to win the match. Vince then announces the cage match with him and Brock and you as the ref. Meltzer reports the original plan was for Stephanie McMahon and Sable <sighs> to be the guest <laughs> referees and not you. Do you recall hearing that plan at all? No, I didn't, but that would have been interesting. <laughs> yeah, Vince McMahon's daughter and Sable, uh, Brock's wife. Yeah, that yeah. would have been pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess you can look at it from that perspective. I was have thinking a cat fight, no doubt about it. Well, and nobody's going to be mad about that. <laughs> uh, did you think, though, it was too soon for you not to be a baby face? No, you know what? At this point in time, it didn't matter what I was. I will tell you this. I feel this is my own opinion, but half the fans loved me and the other half hated me. And they continued that, whether I was a babyface or a heel. I was a very likable heel. I, I was even saying comments that were so bad and degrading to the fans, <laughs> and they were still cheering me. It was like, right. oh, my God. Like Vince was trying to turn me heel so badly. At one point, he put me with Davari and tried to make yes. me the anti-American hero. And that didn't even work. It was, it was really tough being a heel at this point. 
Yeah, but listen, man, when you're a really good heel, I think fans are have come along far enough in wrestling. They're smart fans, yes. They are. They get, they're like, that's when they really start enjoying what you're doing and have an appreciation. Let's get to the SmackDown, our first clip. We have two this week. The second one is a 23-minute watch-along, and we're not just going to sit and listen to that entire time. We got fan questions and things. We'll interact during it, and that's the actual match. But this is SmackDown. It's from August 7th. It's from British Columbia. They did a show-long storyline that Lesnar had been laid out, and everyone was accusing you, Kurt, of attacking Brock, but it was all a ruse, and we're going to take a look from the uh, a clip from that cage match, and let's check it out. His eyes, and there's that look of McMahon's eyes. Well, Brock Lesnar shot to the midsection. He's going to make quick Mr. Here McMahon. we go. It's going to be over. Wait a minute. That's, wait a minute. Brock Lesnar losing his belt. Brock Lesnar is down and out. the hell maybe that i don't know the equilibrium of brock lesnar perhaps off of it uh, I, I don't know well, kurt angle attending to his friend brock lesnar but brock looks like he may be out here Taz. i don't know lesnar is he's out cold man mr mcmahon just telling kurt angle check on brock lesnar he's okay i mean I attacked earlier. This is serious, Cole. Well, Brock Lesnar is, is a serious Cole, situation. Look at Mr. McMahon. Whoa, 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 whoa. Mr. McMahon, whoa, he's covering Lesnar. Yeah, but Mr. McMahon wants a victory here. Brock Lesnar's out cold. Well, we got to get some help out here from Lesnar. Of we do. I know Mr. McMahon wants to get the win, but Coach the Rack for... Tell Kurt Angle you gotta count. Mr. McMahon, he wants the victory. Look at Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle signaling for some help for Brock Lesnar out here. Kurt Angle concerned hey, about man. the welfare of his friend. Kurt, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Brock is. is
Kurt, you got your ass beat, and uh, what did you think about the kind of the swerve booking there, the old the old Vince? I felt like I was watching Vince McMahon interacting with The Rock and Stone Cold all over again. <laughs> Except, you know what? You always do what it work, what works in the past. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like cycles. Everything goes over and over again. A few years later, you're going to do the same angle, the same program. Uh, I I liked it. I thought the swerve was really good. I actually forgot about it until I saw it right now, and I was like, "Whoa, that was that was a little slick. okay." Yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't expecting it for that's definite. Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, reminding you that it's time to unleash the beach beast within you. This summer, Manscaped is here to help you level up your beach game with their new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. They're going past waist deep in the grooming game and diving in head first to your facial hair fantasies. Beard Hedger is a game changer, allowing you to shape your beard like a true beach bay. So this summer, let the beach balls bounce and turn heads all over the place. Visit manscaped.com and use code ANGLE for 20% off and free shipping. As you watch Kurt Angle Show on our YouTube channel, you've noticed your Olympic hero is bringing his sexy beard back. But the secret to my sexy is keeping it looking good, not mangled. I can't have cookies and milk getting lodged in my beard hair. Oh, hell no. It all starts with the beard hedger. This cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths, all with one guard. So no more messy drawers full of extra add-ons. Plus, it's waterproof. So I can shave in the shower to avoid all that hair in the sink and avoid Giovanna beating the shit out of me. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code ANGLE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code ANGLE. Manscaped Bear Hedger. One stroke, one guard, 20 lengths. 
Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening, wherever you listen. And the other thing I wanted to touch on was he was tossing you around that ring pretty good. Marie, just talk, spend some time talking about your neck injury. Oh God. He was long darting you into the side of the cage. And I'm like, holy shit. Is like Kurt telling him, Hey bud, be careful because you know, I got a neck problem. The only thing I told him that he didn't do right. And you know, this is really small. He put his foot on my face at the end and on my chin and he turned my head sideways and you know, that really affected my neck more than all those bumps did. And I was like, Brock, don't, don't oh, put your foot on my weight chin. on your yes. turn my head. Yeah. And lean all your weight on me. I said that, that was hurting my neck worse than anything else that you did. So it was just something really small, but uh, he but didn't that could be big. Yeah. Hey, when you're a bull in a China shop, like he is and get that motor going and you're in front of the crowd and you start winging oh, you around like, like a piece of shit. Listen, Brock, Brock's <laughs> the most powerful explosive person I've ever been in the ring. Oh, that's in my, no doubt. Amateur or pro wrestling or even football. Brock is the strongest, most powerful explosive person I've ever been in the ring with. And when you're in there with him, you better be ready because you're going to get thrown around. Which we just witnessed you do that. And, uh, so listen, they, they take you off SmackDown the following week to sell the injury. Makes sense. Uh, honestly, they should have given you off the, the week because again, you're still coming off of, you know, major neck issue issue at WrestleMania. And yes, I know they cleared you and all this great stuff, but, uh, still, I, I don't want to see a broken Kurt angle. Yeah. That was okay. a brutal welcome back. Is yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> But the match is set because it's you and Brock at SummerSlam for the WWE title. Um, they have the Go Home SmackDown show. It's Detroit for SummerSlam. Uh, you're demanding a match with Brock there and then. And uh, it's funny. That's where that's where SummerSlam is going to be at this year. This was the Go Home SmackDown, which was in Detroit prior to SummerSlam. Vince says you can't touch either him or Lesnar, and he'd fire and strip you of the title if you did. Vince instead gives you a street fight with the big show. Oh, well, isn't that nice of you, Vince? But you do end up winning that. You angle slam him through a table. Uh, but as I said, man, you're just a few months from this big injury with a big pay-per-view match coming up. And here you are doing table spots with the big yeah. show. Like, were you like, didn't have any fear? Were you nuts? I mean, we know you're a little crazy. What's going on? I have never turned down a spot. <sighs> I, I've always been uh, agreeable with my opponents if they wanted to do something. Uh, I never turned down anything. So, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to have limitations, even though I knew I needed to. I didn't want that. Well, you certainly didn't. And also, by the way, on that show, Brock Lesnar destroys Zach Gowan. Oh, uh, do you remember that? Oh, yes. I mean, my goodness, that's still people still talk about that. 
It, you know what? It, it was a really serious ass kicking. Yeah. I, I honestly believe that it, it went a lot further than just having Brock beat him up. I think that it was sending a message to Zach. Yeah. And uh, that message was heard loud and clear. If he wasn't a heel already from what happened in the cage, oh, I dropped him heat. Yeah. holy shit. Uh, yes, so this, this helped dramatically. Him doing this to Zach, because I mean, this kid was a really good wrestler. He only yeah. had one leg. He had a lot of sympathy with the fans. Yeah. And uh, when Brock did that to him, that definitely gave him heat. Some of the uh, other matches on this show featured La, La Resistance retaining their tag titles over the Dudley Boys. Did you ever work or have any experience with La Resistance? No, but I mean, they had a pretty good run. Yeah. They beat the Dudleys, they, you know, for the world championship. So yeah, the yeah. Dudleys is the greatest tag team of all time. Uh, so they, they did pretty well. I just never, they were really young and I, I never got a chance to be in the ring with them, but I thought they were pretty talented. Then, uh, the undertaker, he defeats a train and it features the return of one of my favorites, Stephanie <laughs> McMahon confronting Sable. What did you think of seeing Stephanie, uh, get involved here, Kurt with undertaker and, uh, Sable in this story? Uh, you know what? Anytime Stephanie comes back, it's really good. Oh, it's she's so good, but it, it was kind of weird having undertaker in there, yeah. you know? Uh, the dead man with these two beautiful women. <laughs> right, right. No, I never saw that before. Yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely a, a new dynamic. And then you got Shane McMahon and Eric Bischoff facing off in a match that features uh, Steve Austin hitting the stunner on Bischoff and Jonathan Coachman. And that would end when Shane hits a leap of faith on the Bischoff through an announce table. That guy, Shane McMahon, something else. These two yes. are pulling out all the stops, buddy. Are you guys just sitting backstage going, what are we going to be able to do with, with all this happening? <laughs> you know what? I always say this. Let those guys do the extreme stuff. Uh, you know, the gimmicks, I, I'm a wrestler and I'm going to, I'm going to entertain the fans by just wrestling. And uh, as long as like, if they, if they would have done the same type of match as me, I would have been nervous, but knowing this was a gimmick match and they were going to do a lot of stunts. I was okay because I knew that Brock and I would have an incredible amateur pro wrestling match with a lot of technique. Well, let's get into it because we're here at SummerSlam. It's the WWE title match. Kurt Angle, Brock Lesnar, the show draws a legitimate sellout, announced at 16,113 fans with a live gate of $715,000. Kurt, I'm going to launch it. We'll listen to just the first few minutes of it, and then we're going to talk about it and do some fan questions, if that sounds good to you. Sounds good. All right, here we go. tonight in Phoenix. That's just my opinion. I just, I don't know who or what is going to stop this animal. This is for the WWE Championship. Okay? I want to keep this clean. You guys know the rules. I don't have to explain them to you. Okay? I'm going to, come on, guys, listen up. Listen up. I want a clean match. Okay? But shake hands. Good luck both of you. Boom, there we go. There's my man, Mike Kyoto. He also refereed your WrestleMania match, and now he's back with the SummerSlam, throwing down the rules, lifting up he's that. He's the uh, self-proclaimed greatest of all time. <laughs> hey, the third man in the ring. You know, hey, he gives a lot of he does give a lot of respect to uh guys like Joey Morella and Earl Hebner and others. But man, 30 plus years in the business under Mike Kyoto's belt. Yeah, he had a great career, man. He's done some of the greatest matches uh, of all time. But here we go. And one of the things I want to mention is, Kurt, here on this car, by the way, as they said, as we open, you guys are in Phoenix, Arizona for this one. You're not the main event. 
you're not the main event for this one. What do you think about that? Well, that, that was a hard pill to swallow, but I do understand. I mean, Brock and I main event at WrestleMania. And not only that, but you have a Hell in a Cell match. And having a yeah. Hell in a Cell match in the middle of the show, then you have to tear down the cage. and It's just a pain in the ass. So you want to do it at the very end and set it up and just, you know, and then you can tear it down. You can take as long as you want to tear it down afterwards. So I believe that's the reason why they had the hell in the cell last. It was, that was actually very, it was the elimination chamber, uh, oh, which sorry, yeah. no, you're don't not all good, but same thing, tear down all that good stuff makes total sense. And you know who won that elimination chamber match for the world heavyweight championship? Triple H. Okay. So yes, it's a main event, Kurt Angle, <laughs> but it's got him and flair. The, and here's the guys in that elimination chamber. So I think to your point, there was no shortage of talent on this card. You Where had Goldberg, no. Goldberg, Chris Jericho, yeah. Shawn Michaels, Randy Orton, and Kevin Nash. I mean, dude, that is a who's who list of, of, so I don't think that your feelings bad. were hurt too bad. Uh, you know. No, no, they had six of the top stars in the WWE, so it wasn't so bad going before them. So before we, uh, what I'll do here is I think I'm, and I'm just kind of going to call it on the fly here as we go, because you two are, uh, are just getting into things here. And like I said, this is a while I want to do some fan questions with you, Kurt, okay. and then we'll go back and do the recap and, and we'll talk, put a bell on the episode. Uh, but we did have quite a few that come in that came in this week. Um, so I'll start with Dylan. He said, Hey guys, I think next to your rookie year and 2006, this year here, 2003 was Kurt's best. What does Kurt think of his 2003 run? I mean, we, you know, we're, we've obviously highlighted here, Kurt, you had the WrestleMania 19, the vengeance win, and now the SummerSlam. What was Kurt's favorite match from 2003 that he had, or maybe that someone else had? So what did you think about 03? And did you have a favorite match from 03? Well, um, I thought 03 was a really good year for me, but, but it was also a year where I got injured a couple of times, uh, with my neck, uh, one was right before WrestleMania and one was at the end of the year in November. So, you know, a good four months of my career was shot. I, di I didn't wrestle four months of that, uh, 12 months during that year. So it was it my best year. I mean, I won two world titles, but uh, I, I wouldn't call it my best performing years. I think that uh, 2006 and 2005 might have been better. Do you have a favorite match of some of the ones that we've watched and talked about? Uh, Brock Lesnar, all Anytime three matches got, of the Brock, okay. uh, the, okay. the Ironman match, the SummerSlam match, and the WrestleMania match. All right. Uh, Brad Stanton says, do you know how many times the beast has tapped out? Not passed out. Do you, I'm going to quiz you and say, do you know how many times he's literally tapped out? Well, I made him tap, uh, twice. So twice <laughs> he's tapped out four times and, wow. and, and, and twice by Kurt angle. Okay, I'll take that. You, so that's I, pretty I cool. I didn't tap out to anybody else but me. But <laughs> four in one year, twice by Kurt Angle, and that comes to us from Brad Stanton via the Kickout Crew. Brad Stanton with the fact: if he's wrong, or if you guys find another tap out in there, send all your hate tweets to Brad Stanton. <laughs> Thank you, Brad. <laughs> there you go. I love you, Brad. Appreciate it. Nick Pomeroy says, "How did you like working in Phoenix in your WWE years? Any stories?" So Phoenix, Arizona, Kurt. I know you were just traveling, making the towns. You may not even recall. It's probably hot, but anything that you it was always hot in Phoenix. It didn't matter <laughs> if it was summer or winter. It was, it was really hot and very dry heat. Uh, very uncomfortable, to be honest with you. I don't know if I like humid heat better or dry heat better, but they both kind of suck when it's 100 degrees out. 
But uh, as far as Phoenix, uh, they don't have a cloud in the sky. It's a beautiful city, beautiful sky. It's it's just a, a wonderful city to go spend time in. Uh, I don't have any stories of, about restaurants or what <laughs> hey, I got, did, but uh, I, I do remember some of my matches there, and they were very memorable. I got two things for you. Ready, Kurt? First of all, you need to take Giovanna to Sedona. You need to take her to Arizona and just another couple's trip to see some of the sites out there. Yeah. Well, you're talking like the, um, Phoenix, Scottsdale, all, all, all the Sedona, everything out that there's, there's, that's a nice opportunity there a for, lot a, of mountains for a date, there? for a date trip. Is there a lot of mountains Wine or country? Lot of desert? <laughs> uh, I think that you would find some nice scenery out there. Have you ever seen, have you ever, uh, you ever, you got to, I know that we've talked in the past and you haven't been able to do a lot of the touristy stuff in your career because no. it's just been a lot. So I think that'd be nice. The other thing is you have a buddy out there that you're going out to make an appearance for in November. Yeah. Tony, my yes. boy, Tony, yes, this is a, yes. an opportunity to plug that he has a comic shop or something and you're going out that way. Yeah. I'm going to be out there in November. It's uh he has like a, a wrestling merchandise store and he, he, he has a lot of, uh, uh, celebrities that he has uh, autographed items and stuff like that. So he's doing pretty well. He just started, he opened the store this year and it's, it's doing okay. It's doing pretty well. So if you're in the Phoenix area, my message and the reason for bringing that up is it's an opportunity to go meet Kurt angle. And so Google it, check it out and see, uh, sometime in November where Kurt's going to be. And, Kurt uh, angle but it, appearance in Phoenix, in Kurt angle, there you that's go. all you have to look up on Google. You'll find it. <laughs> Brian Harems is up next. He says, with this being your second match with Brock, the roles were reversed and Brock had recently turned heel. Do you think heel Brock worked well at this time? Yes. I, I actually think Brock was better as a heel. Um, he's a big giant individual. He's explosive. He, he has this mean demeanor about him and uh, the, just his look. I think, you know, look at him. He looks like uh, a German soldier. <laughs> okay. He, he is what Hitler was imagining that every human being should look like. This person right here, Brock Lesnar. Tall, blonde, blue eyes. This was, uh, you know, exactly. You know, a buzzsaw. He's, he's, a, he's a freak of nature. And uh, that, that's Brock Lesnar. And uh, he also says, do you think a babyface, babyface match? So if you're both babyfaces would work between the two of you. Um, you know what? I I don't mind babyface matches, but I prefer not to do them because it messes up the psychology a little bit. Not that you can't do it. It's, it's doable. But I think it's a lot easier to tell a story when you have a heel and a baby. And Brock and I always, we never, I don't think we ever wrestled each other, both as heels or both as babyfaces. They always switched us back and forth. Yeah. I, to me, yeah, I like the conflict. If you're going to have a big payoff, I want to see some conflict. And, uh, we have a, a wrestling I'm not shaking hands after every spot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A wrestling historian says, do you prefer this match to, or your WrestleMania 19 match? Thanks in advance. So do you have a preference? Oh, this man. one or the 19? Well, that that's tough because they're, they're both really good. And we have bot spots on both of them. I, I do believe. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to think, call out. I, I want you to call out them as we watch this together. If you see it, call it out. Okay, I think it was a, a F5 into a DDT, and uh, and I and I, I wasn't able to hold on to his head, so Brock dropped me, and then he picked me back up and did it again. So he, we actually ended up doing the move. Uh, unfortunately at WrestleMania, Brock didn't redo his shooting star press. Yeah, right. I don't think but yeah. you can't do that. So, yeah. um, 
Yeah, but we had a botched spot on both of them, but I, I enjoyed them both equally as much. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Arthur is Kurt angle, a better referee than Mike Kyoto. <laughs> Everybody's a better referee than Mike. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm nice. kidding, Mike. I'm kidding. You're one of the best. Nope. Let that hit social media and cut out the back end part where he says that please Dom. Okay. I want that yeah. everywhere. I'll have Kyoto texting me faster than my head can spin. <laughs> oh man. Uh, good stuff, but he's right. You did rough for steel cage match. And now here's Kyoto doing your guys's match. Josh Henny hashtag top guy. We know who you are, Josh. He said uh, he's the real undertaker, by the way, Josh Henney. He does that for a living. He's he for real, right? At he's a funeral a home. Yeah. Remember you met him the other night on the ad free like show. Yep. This yeah. is him. He said, uh, do you think we will see any more specimens like yourself and Brock in pro wrestling again? He called you a specimen. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I wouldn't that, call myself a specimen. I, that's I'm not what Giovanna calls you. She doesn't call you a specimen. We're in bed. Yes, she has to. I, I force her to. <laughs> Give me more, you specimen. And I have a little one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. See? I make her say this stuff. Do you? Oh, what are some of the lines, Kirk? Go ahead. What are they? How big is it, baby? How big? <laughs> Oh God. Okay. Before I, uh, get blush here. So listen, I don't know that we'll ever see specimens like that again. All right, Josh. And thank you for using that word. You asshole. I'm kidding. <laughs> he says the larger than life characters seem to be gone and replaced by people who do not look intimidating like you and Brock and others back in the nineties and two thousands. Well, wrestling has changed. It used to be, you had to look like a bodybuilder. And slowly but surely, it started changing. I mean, you look now, some of these top guys, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, they look like normal, everyday people. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. No. Um, I think that re wrestling has always had a nostalgia that everybody had to look like a bodybuilder. You don't have to anymore. And I think that's good for the sport. I, it definitely widens the playing field and gives yeah. a lot more people opportunity. And uh, so there you go. And you know what? Charisma is a huge piece of it. Can you tell a story? Yes, it is. If you have that, you have the ability and you can work in the ring. They're athletic guys too. Right. They can still like Kevin Owens. I mean, come on what he I can know. do. How, how athletic is he for his Sheesh. belt? Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Uh, Dylan says, you said this past week that you'd think you'd be the goat if you stayed in the WWE your whole career. Not questioning that at all, but would Brock be the greatest or even be seen as top five of all time had he never left in 2004 or did, uh, you know, not going to the NFL? Or do you think going to the NFL and UFC actually helped elevate him? Okay, if Brock would have stuck with the NFL another year, he would have made the team. He probably okay. would have been an all-pro for eight years. That's the kind of athlete he is. He went to the UFC and became UFC champion. Yeah, I think what he did was helped good him. for him. Okay. I really do. Me going to TNA for some reason, fans look at it as a step down. Uh, UFC, you're not you're not looking at it as a step down or the NFL. No. So I I think that Brock, uh, I think it helped him by going there. I think his legacy isn't just going to be a professional wrestler; it's going to be a, a a fighter too, and you know it's going to make his legacy even bigger. His brand as a badass became solidified with the UFC world champion. Oh, when he won the title. Yes. Yes, it did. 
uh, it, again, this is just me talking. And as a fan, it was like, holy shit, not only, you know, okay. What we see in wrestling, you know, predetermined, but now he went on and he was beating some of the biggest, baddest dudes in real shoot yes, fighting. He was, yes, he was. And not with a lot of experience either. So that I mean, just tells you how much of with him, yeah. his amateur wrestling, but you know, he didn't have a lot of time to work on his stand-up fighting and his jujitsu and everything like that. Uh, so I, I think that Brock just showed the kind of athlete he truly yeah. was to go in there half prepared and be able to be UFC champion. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. His brand just took a, a I mean, a, a rocket ship to his brand coming back oh, to yeah. WWE. Like, Oh my oh, yeah. God, he's mega. Uh, Francis Reyes says, would you have rather, would you rather be in a chamber match or are you happy that you were wrestling Brock? So would you have rather been in that chamber with all those boys I mentioned earlier, or were you glad to have your own match here with you and Brock? Listen, I would pick Brock over that chamber match with anybody else every single day. Uh, Brock and I had incredible chemistry, and we were both amateur wrestlers. We could trade off amateur wrestling moves, pro wrestling moves. Brock was so easy and versatile to work with. Um, I really had a lot of fun working with him because he understood my movements because he had the same type of movements because we're amateur wrestlers. So him and I had incredible chemistry. Yeah. Uh, he, Francis said, do you get worried when you hit Vince with steel, with a steel chair? Do you, do, do, <laughs> no. do you hold back at all? No, I don't hold back because if I held back, he'd be pissed. <laughs> so you're just That's like, let it. it fly, baby. He says, listen, lay it in, you know, he, yeah. in that voice, you know, nail me, drive me into the mat. Oh, know? wow. Now you're talking like Giovanna. That's crazy. <laughs> So then <laughs> Charlie, Charlie wants to know, although all of your matches, uh, in the Brock WWE trilogy were great. This is the less talked about or most forgotten match of the three of them. And why do you think it's like that? Well, WrestleMania is the most pay-per-view of the year. So yeah. I think WrestleMania will always be number one. And don't forget our third match was an Iron Man match. Okay. And that was on SmackDown. That was a free match for all the, all people to watch. So I think that's the reason why SummerSlam is the least talked about is because we had an Ironman match on TV and WrestleMania is obviously going to be the most talked about. Yeah. And this is a match where the title's not changed. It's a standard 23 minute match. But Iron Man is unique. It's something that's not done often. And it was a t televised match too. Yes, it was. And that's why it was more popular than this. Uh, Matthew, I love this Matthew podcast network. As we see, there's a spinning into a DDT, beautiful move there. Counter move from you, Kurt, as he was trying to give you the F five, the fans are, are going crazy and you two are really putting on a nice show here. Uh, Matthew podcast network. Do you think that Brock can pull the moment of last year's SummerSlam in 2022 in the ruthless aggression era from 2002 to 2004 with a tractor and lifting the ring 15 feet? So, uh, what do you think? Do you think Brock could have pulled that off in the ruthless aggression era? Bring it. Did you remember what he did in Nashville when he drove the tractor down? Yes, the ring? yes I remember. He could have pulled that off, right? Yeah. Why not? What's yeah. the difference between now and then? Yeah. It's just a different. <laughs> yeah. I think he could have definitely pulled that era off now. I Farmer, think it'd be better in that era. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. now he's supporting the farm. He was doing the plaid sleeveless look farmer Brock with the, yeah, the farmer Brock. Yes. I loved yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's him. That's him every day. I know that's the, that's you're exactly right. Uh, Simon says, looking back on the early 2000s, several fan missed the custom pay-per-view sets that WWE had. Look, here come your straps. Oh, you were going to take them off and then you put them back on. Oh, now here they come back off again. <laughs> 
Kurt's not sure what's happening. I was confused. Yeah, it's okay. He said, uh, I missed the custom pay-per-view sets. Do you have any memories of a particular one that you thought was cool looking? Was this something that you guys looked at or did you really not care about it in terms of as a performer? Listen, are we talking about action figures? Because I have no, no idea what we're coming. <laughs> <laughs> or are they the pay-per-view sets? Like the, the set behind, like we see right there with like the okay. set and the tr- okay. uh, trusses and all that. Uh, you know what? I can't remember any of that stuff. But I you never looked at that was, shit, did you? No, no, I didn't. Don't get me wrong. I appreciated it. I mean, we made a lot of money doing it. But... <laughs> <laughs> That's all we cared about, guys, the money. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I You know, I, I never really looked at the sets to see if I liked them. So, Speaking of uh, action figures, his fig- action figure is now available for pre-sale, the new Kurt Angle Ultimate, which I have already purchased it's it's, That's it's the ultimate 19. Yeah, it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't come in till November, but you can pre-order it now. Good. Everybody pre-order my action figure, please. It's a great piece. If you come to a Kurt angle signing to get autographed, right? Kurt. Yes, it is. And I'm, I'm traveling around doing a lot of autograph signings too. So I'll see all of you somewhere. Hey, listen, they, the only thing is it's like the young Kurt angle, uh, you know, with the hair. Oh yeah, yeah the the rookie Kurt Angle. I wish they would do another one though, more modern. Not 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 modern with like the belly and stuff, but modern with like the bald with like the bald head. Right, right. Did you say with the belly? <laughs> no, did I? I didn't say that out loud, did I? <laughs> yep, I got the belly now. <laughs> I'm just no, like it was more like when you like kind of flopped Kane over for the angle or whoever it was. I'm yeah. kidding. I'm kidding, dude. <laughs> oh man, so good. Look. <laughs> Brock's tapping out. Mike Kyoto, what are you doing? He's over there pulling his pud in the corner. Kyoto, get your ass up, Coyote. He's, he's sleeping on the job. Yeah. We got the ref bump. He's out. And here comes Vinny Mack and drills you with the chair. That was a hard hit, too. It didn't look that hard, but that hurt like a son of a bitch. Wow. Did you see that Vince had spinal surgery, dude? Spinal. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I, I uh, That's scary. I mean, I don't know what he had done, but. Uh, is it is it like a serious is it just uh, like no details i've seen i just heard that it was successful but it was a five hour maybe five or six hour procedure oh, i wonder if he had a bunch of discs messed up probably from the, you hitting him with a steel chair because you said you gave it to him as hard as you could you son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> thanks you know Angle. he did take a lot of hard bumps in his career he really um, he's, and he's 70 something seven years old i mean he i think he's closer to 80 right <laughs> Let's just say 80. Let's call him 80 for the show. He's not, but we're having fun. Who cares? It's (laughs) it's your show. You can age him and call him whatever age you want, Kurt. This is the Kurt. Do you like the mustache? Who? Your mustache? Vince's? No. No, Kurt. It's awful. What do you think of it? Do you? His little pencil mustache? Yeah, he looks like really cheesy. He looks goofy. (laughs) Vince is a good looking man. He can pull off anything. I don't know about that look, dude. <laughs> All right. Uh, what is happening here? We got to catch up with the match. Did did he just pin you? Let's hear it. Let's take a lesson. Kurt Angle just got dropped on his head off the F5. Oh, you just getting dropped on your broken neck off the F5. That's good, Sorry. Kurt. Here you go. You're getting another F5 again. Oh, no. You counter, slam him down right into the ankle lock. Very smooth transition, Kurt. Always smooth. Always. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, Keen wants to know how different was it working with Brock as a face than a heel in terms of ring psychology? Was there any major differences in that regard? You know what? It, uh, being a face instead of a heel, 
I was a little less aggressive. I sold more because baby faces do all the selling. Um, so it was different. You know, I'm usually, I, I was so used to being a heel all the time that uh, I was the one that was being aggressive and getting the heat on my opponent. Uh, but here, I didn't mind either way, but I, I prefer wrestling as a heel because you lead the match and uh, you end up, um, uh, you know, um, being the, the aggressor. Sure. Listen, you just won the match. Let's go to the end here. Mr. McMahon back into the ring with a steel chair, and he's going to pay for this one. Oh, man, Mr. McMahon's in trouble. Kurt Angle is all over the boss. Uh-oh. Oh, exactly. Yes, you are the reason he had spinal surgery, you asshole. <laughs> you, 20 years later, really? I mean, you plowed him through that. I Oh, my goodness, you through that, that steel chair. That was, that was the perfect bump. He couldn't have hit that chair any nicer. Oh, yeah, it could have been uglier than that, but yeah. that was actually a pretty bump. Yeah, Taking him off his feet is the best thing that you can do with Vince McMahon, not letting him have control. Like Stone Cold, he has to be involved in the stunner. Yes, yes, because you don't know what's going to happen if, if, if he lets him go. You know? Yeah, if he takes it the right way or buckles like yeah. a tissue, like, you know. But you, getting him off his feet, you're in full control. So I have can, I can place him where I want him. Wherever you <laughs> want. Right. That's the key. Hey, guys. It's the hardcore legend Mick Foley here, and I need to call a quick timeout, a brief timeout. Because I wanted to tell your listeners what I have been telling Foley is Pod listeners for a while now about all the cool things happening over on adfreeshows.com. On the debut episode of Making the Town, Lumini takes us through the memorable matches and moments of the famed ECW arena, including one that was never seen. Something very special happened after the power went off. Uh, Paul Heyman went out into the ring and spoke to the crowd without a microphone. And the crowd just stayed quiet and listened. And he gave the most heartfelt thank you to that crowd that night. And uh, the biggest shame of it is there's no footage of it because the power went out. On an all new Tuesday with the Taskmaster, Kevin Sullivan talks about what some of the greatest factions of all time have in common. Four horsemen, four guys, Mm. when they're in the strongest. NWO, four guys when they're the strongest. And then Bloodline, four guys. But they also had a manager, each one of them. JJ, Eric, and Paul E. That's just a small taste, a sampling, if you will, of what we have waiting for you. With four levels to choose from. See for yourself why ad-free shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now at adfreeshows.com. Well, listen, Meltzer says Kurt Angle retained the SmackDown title over Brock Lesnar in 21 minutes, 19 seconds. He said that Michael Cole said Lesnar was a two-time NCAA champion. Actually, that's Kurt Angle. Uh, (laughs) After the match, Angle gave Vince an angle slam on a chair. A hell of a match. He gave it. No, we know he never gave you a five-star match. Four and a quarter stars. So there you go. So, hey, listen, ignoring the botched ending in the, in the WrestleMania match, would you say the SummerSlam match was better in terms of overall match quality, or are you still giving the nod to WrestleMania match? 
That is tough. I think that um, I still liked WrestleMania. And, and you know what? I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't remember a lot of WrestleMania because my neck was broken and I sure. knew I had to have surgery. And I was really stressed out about being in that ring. But for some reason, when I watch it over, I just like WrestleMania better. Well, uh, after this, we've referenced it a few times. There's going to be the Iron Man match. Did you guys know at this point that, that you guys were going to lead up to that and another match? Oh, in Iron Man no, match? I, okay. I think they told us the, the next day after the pay-per-view, they said, listen, we're going to continue this program. You're going to have an Iron Man match. We're going to give it away for free. I was like, why for free? It's an Iron Man match. Have it on pay-per-view. And they said, well, we, we just want to give this one for free and uh, you know, just give the fans – Give, give back to the fans for oh, what they've done. Yeah, That's nice. That's nice. Like, well, okay, listen. Well, you know, yeah. it's an hour. I'm the one doing the work and not. Yeah. Merry, Merry friggin' Christmas fans from Kurt angle. <laughs> well, listen, after the match, I want to cover this. The last two matches took place. They had the no holds barred match between Kane and Rob Van Dam. And then the elimination chamber match, uh, which I said, triple H went, uh, one, uh, Goldberg, he lost. Were you surprised to see Goldberg lose here? No, you know what? What's the difference? It's an elimination chamber. There is so many easy ways to protect him by him not winning. So it wouldn't have mattered. If anything, I they probably hit like three finishes on him to get him out of there. So uh, I'm sure that's what they did. Final note from Meltzer, and then we're going to go into uh, wrapping up the show. They, this, as was said at the end of the video, it was Vince's 58th birthday and, uh, it featured a post show birthday celebration for him in the ring. Most of the wrestlers, both faces and heels came out. Those missing Kurt angle, Brock Lesnar. I mean, come on, you just put them through a chair. Of course you didn't stay for a birthday party, Goldberg yeah. and Eric Bischoff, but they tried to get McMahon to sing, but he refused unless undertaker did a spinner Rudy. Undertaker got out of it by saying he would do it if Booker T showed him how. Of course, Booker T wasn't even there. there. <laughs> Triple H said that Big Show had been practicing, and he did a horrible version of one. Undertaker leaves the ring, figuring he was in trouble. Beret Dudley went to bring him back, but that was all worked out because Bubba started selling like Undertaker had punched him. Stone Cold <laughs> kept goading Vince about singing, but Vince, who was still selling his back through all this from the angle slam onto the chair, Looks to be in a bad mood. Then Pat Patterson starts singing My Way. My Way. That's his most famous song. Yep. And Vince and Linda start making out in the middle of the <laughs> ring. Now that must have been cute. Vince finally said that even though he's 58, I will outlive you all to the audience. <laughs> but I mean, uh, looking back, he's not wrong, buddy. He's still going. No. You know what he told me when I came back in 2017? I think I told you this. He said, uh, listen, I... I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to retire. You're going to have to take this company from my cold, dead hands. I said, Vince, how long do you think you're going to live? He goes past a hundred. I said, come on, Vince. He said, no, my mother is doing it right now. She's 98. She'll live to be a hundred. And so will I, that's what he told me. Wow. Well, there you go. Kurt. I don't want to live to be a hundred, to be honest with you. Can you imagine how sore and like, and like both of us, but no way, dude, the way I feel now at 54, uh, (laughs) Hey, Maybe by the way, 85, I'll be okay. You'll take that. All right. Yeah. Well, listen, next week we're going to the following year. We're going to 2004. You're fired as GM and you become El Gran Luchador. 
To oh, screw. eligible to wrestle again, Eddie Guerrero, right? You're screwing Eddie Guerrero oh, out of the world sad. title match against JBL, and now you and Eddie are going to have a rematch for the WWE title uh, from WrestleMania, buddy. I can't wait to talk about that one. You and that, you and that little getup that you're wearing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting. <laughs> We're going to have fun, guys. Listen, remember, check out all of Kurt's past top impact moments at impactwrestling.com forward slash packages and sign up with code Kurt. We'd appreciate that. Also, quick reminder, if your business targets 25 to 54-year-old men, Kurt's a 54-year-old man, and he loves this show, there's no better place to advertise than right here with us on the Kurt Angle Show. You've heard <laughs> us do ads for some of the same companies for years, and it's because it works. So here, this is what you do. Pull up your web browser, go to advertisewithangle.com, very simple, and find out more how you can advertise right here on the Kurt Angle Show. We would love to read your ad and, and talk about your product right here, advertisewithangle.com. Also, as you heard us mention, ad-free shows. Kurt and I just did a live Zoom event with them. Kurt got to know the real Undertaker, Josh Henney, on that ad-free show Zoom. We talked with Zol Lopez. We talked with so many guys on that one and have gotten to know them there. You can be a part of that community and get to know the legends of the wrestling business just and a superstar like Kurt Angle. So sign up today. It starts just at $9 level, and you can enjoy the first week on us. Adfreeshows.com. So much bonus content and uh, over there. Also, want to make sure you're checking us out on the socials. Kurt is on TikTok. He's taking over the TikTok world. You never know what videos he's going to put out over there. You can find him on Twitter at, or should I say, is it X? It's not Twitter anymore now. It's, it's X. X now. <laughs> you can find him at X. That's hilarious. At Real Kurt Angle. And you can find him at Trickle, Triple X at Pornhub forward slash Kurt Angle. <laughs> totally kidding, guys. Instagram at The Angle Pod, at The Real Kurt Angle, at Pauly B. Well, we're all there. And uh, follow us at The Angle Pod. YouTube, listen, we need you to like, subscribe, and turn on those notifications. YouTube.com forward slash The Angle Pod. Uh, Dominic D'Angelo crushing up for us over there. And as we continue to shill, I'm going to turn it over to the master shiller. That's it. It's physicallyfit.com. Kurt, show us those chicken snacks, brother. We got chicken snacks and snack smart crispy protein bites. We also have whey protein bites too. So we have them in chicken protein, um, organic plant protein, and whey protein. There are 11 different flavors. You can order them at physicallyfit.com. That's physicallyfit.com. They're incredible. I promise you, you're going to absolutely love them. They're lo low carbohydrate, high protein. They're really good. I enjoy all of them. All the flavors are incredible. Hey, listen, that's why Kurt looks lean, mean, and looks like a fighting machine, just like he used to. This is the action figure I want. The one with the beard, with the salt and pepper, looking all trim. Well, more salt and pepper, but. That's nah, okay. There can be things done for that. Uh, Kurt, talk about your protein, that powder that is now in GNC, right? The month of August. Yes, yes. My protein's in GNC right now. It's uh, called American Dream Cookies and Cream Protein. It's themed from my me enjoying milk and cookies, and I wanted to have a protein that resembled that, and it's incredible. It's the best tasting protein on the market. If you want to order it online, go to projectonenutrition.com. Go to GNCs all across the country. They're available right now. 
Listen, on the ad-free show Zoom, we heard a lot of people raving about the protein. So Yeah, uh, it was pretty cool, man. Yes. I know. They had their T-shirts. They had the whole nine yards. So guys are digging it, loving it, enjoying it. Finally, KurtAnglebrand.com. That's where you're going to find your cowboy hats, your milk cartons, your birthday cards, your T-shirts, your photos, the whole... Now, Kurt, what the else? The whole can they ball put? of wax. There it is. The whole ball of wax. KurtAnglebrand.com. And, uh, man, I tell you what, it's for the Kurt Angle lover in your life, which we all know you are, or you wouldn't be listening to this show. Uh, but let those in your life know about it because there are some great gifts over there, whether it's your birthday, maybe you have a bar mitzvah coming up. Maybe you have, uh, whatever the case may be. Christmas is soon. Hey, it's already August, Kurt. Can you believe Even a wedding, a wedding gift? Who doesn't want something Kurt Angle for a wedding <laughs> gift? <laughs> come on man listen we've had an absolute blast check out boxofgimmicks.com look at these t-shirts kurt come on how look at it i love the gray one i need to get me one of those you do you do and you can if you go to box of gimmicks right now kurt on your computer and search kurt angle show you can get yourself a shirt right now if you could yes mine. As yeah. soon as we wrap up this show, make sure you pay for all of it, including the shipping, and uh, we'll get you a shirt. Uh, fill up that basket while you're there. They have the ratings machine T-shirt, uh, the one with the little guitar with the uh, cowboy hat. Uh, I'm all out of shills, and you guys are tired of listening to us. On behalf of your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, this is Paul Bromwell. We'll be back next week for SummerSlam 2004 right here on The Kurt Angle Show. Hey guys, Eric Bischoff here to talk to you about my friends over at SaveWithConrad.com. Are you looking to get out of debt? Conrad and his team can make that happen faster than me firing the hockey talk man. Wow. And you know that controversy creates cash, right? Do you know what doesn't create cash? Credit card debt. Save with Conrad can help you consolidate high interest credit cards and all of your other debt into one low monthly payment. They can even help you get the cash you need for home improvements or anything else. They've helped 83 weeks listeners save 500, 600, 700, even $800 a month. Seriously, your papers are going to go down faster than nitro ratings in 2000. Ouch! And how about this? No house payments for two months. That's right, no house payments for two months. And unlike the dirt sheets, man, the reviews do not lie. With over 1,000 five-star reviews, find out for yourself how much Conrad and his team can save you by checking out SaveWithConrad.com today. Be grateful you did. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lenders. Woo! Hey, everybody. This is Dan Bespris, host of Fantasy NBA Today a daily fantasy basketball podcast. We cover every box score from every game every day. Plus bonus shows on buy low opportunities, players to stash, schedule analysis, and really anything you could need to smash your league into deliciously tiny pieces. Catch the Fantasy NBA Today podcast, part of the Believe Network, on YouTube or wherever you listen.